I want to share with you a story that I heard almost 30 years ago. The person who this story is about said something that I have thought of often in my life and has helped me in some challenging times. Years ago, a young man, 28 years old, and who recently got out of the Marine Corps, who had a pretty good job as a gripman on a cable car in San Francisco, was in a horrific motorcycle accident. He became, in his own words, a human bonfire. Everyone who saw the accident was horrified and frozen by the horror they witnessed. Except for one man, a car salesman who saw the accident from across the street, grabbed a fire extinguisher and ran across the street without looking, without thinking, without talking, without asking permission, and put him out. The young man's face was literally burned off. His fingers were all burned off. He had third degree burns over 65% of his body. He woke up in the hospital two weeks later. And at that point, he said his doctors, quote, decided that maybe he'd live, unquote. But when they said that to him, he thought to himself, like most of us would, why bother living? Anyway, he had 15 surgeries, 10 to 12 blood transfusions, for months, his treatment never stopped. He could only sleep half an hour at a time before the next treatment or procedure. After four long months in the hospital, he was able to go home. He couldn't do anything for himself. Everything hurt. Even the wind hurt him because his skin was so sensitive. How did he respond? By feeling sorry for himself? By becoming bitter? By giving up? by saying, why me? Well, after a long and difficult recovery, he completed his training as a pilot. Then he co-founded a company with the insurance money he received called Vermont Castings. This company was later valued at $65 million US. Four and a half years later, after his motorcycle accident, he was piloting his plane on a business trip. It crashed. He was paralyzed from the waist down. How did he respond this time? I mean, come on, really? A plane crash that paralyzed him after having his face burned off, all his fingers burned off, and third degree burns over 65% of his body? How would you respond? Did he just give up? Kill himself? Wallow in self-pity? Become a bitter recluse? Remember, after the last accident, he made himself rich. So what did he do this time? Well, first of all, he figured since his fingers were burnt off in the motorcycle accident, and now the airplane crash had left him paralyzed from the waist down, he figured he didn't need his toes anymore. So he had the doctor sew his toes on his hands so he could use them as fingers. What else did he do? Well, about two years after the plane crash, he became mayor of the town he lived in. As mayor, he stopped a billion dollar corporation from building a mine because of the anticipated environmental impact. He claims that he, quote, saved the mountain, unquote. Then he became a congressional nominee for Colorado for the US Congress. His slogans were, oh yes he can, and send me to Congress, I won't just be another pretty face. He wrote a book on his life philosophy called, It's Not What Happens To You, It's What You Do About It. He became a motivational speaker, 
author, radio host, and television host. He said, and I've remembered this and thought about it often in the last 30 years, before I was paralyzed, there were 10,000 things I could do. Now there are 9,000. I can either dwell on the thousand I've lost or I could focus on the 9,000 I have left. He also said that if he accomplished just a few hundred of those, he would be one of the most amazing human beings who've ever lived. What do we learn from W. Mitchell? Well, one thing I take away from the story is the importance that one person can make. I'm not even thinking or talking about W. Mitchell yet. I'm talking about the car salesman who acted quickly and decisively, and without thinking, who used the fire extinguisher and saved W. Mitchell's life. That act has allowed W. Mitchell to impact thousands, if not millions of lives. Another person W. Mitchell impacted besides me and actually became friends with was a young governor from Arkansas who later became the 42nd president of the United States, William Jefferson Clinton. Bill Clinton has said on more than one occasion that there's not a week that goes by that he does not think about the words that W. Mitchell has said that I just told you. Again, we learn not to focus on the thousand things we can't do. We need to focus on the 9,000 things we can do. W. Mitchell teaches us by his words and his actions that it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it that matters. He reminds us yet again that there are two kinds of people in the world and two kinds of people listening to this radio show. There's the kind of person who will say, why me, poor me, my life is over, I can't go on, why try, it can't be done, and then, there's the kind who will focus on the things they can do, who will get up when they are knocked down and will not give up their dreams and their goals and will eventually become victorious. Maybe beyond their wildest dreams. The question is, as always, which one are you? <laughs>